Hello, everybody, and welcome to Chits and Chat. I am Kaz Gable. And I'm Alex Cruzy. And today we take you to a, <laughs> maybe a too familiar situation, or, but in a lighthearted way, um, to play the game Pandemic The Cure. This is a one one of many takes on Pandemic, but uh, a take that makes the game simplified while still remaining some of the core features of the original Pandemic series and games. But it is mostly in dice, and that plays in about 30-ish minutes, uh, designed by, of course, Matt Leacock, who is responsible for all the Pandemic games, and published by Z-Man. Um, this was a fun one. I am excited to get into this one. I had never played this one, but it's one that's been on our, my radar. And uh, um, Alex, you have played this quite a bit. I've but before we get into games. that, <laughs> let's why don't we just get into how we play this before I get too far off the beaten path. All right. Uh, so as Chuck indicated, it is basically the dice version of Pandemic. If you've ever played Pandemic, which chances are if you're listening to this podcast, you probably have played it or heard someone talk about it at the very least um it is very much the dice version of that game uh basically the it's the same similar setup of everyone takes a particular character uh that being either a scientist or researcher or medic or whatever hullabaloo that particular character is uh each character gets their own special dice uh every character gets um and i believe it's five dice although there is one particular character that gets more dice i can't remember which one that is i think it's the uh generalist gets like seven dice to roll on their turn so uh each character has their own particular special abilities that can kind of either bend the rules or break the rules but uh the essentially the setup is there's going to be this ring gigantic plastic ring that kind of keeps track of where you are in the game and there are six little location tiles put around that ring to indicate all the different locations that the diseases can go to. So North America, South America, Africa, India, like Indonesia and Europe are basically, those are the only places. Apparently Asia doesn't exist. <laughs> like it completely avoids all of the former USSR uh, and apparently Australia because that does not look to be on the map either. So... <laughs> <laughs> uh, those are all the locations. There's also another bag that has a, just a ton of dice in it that are colored uh, as in the original one, red, blue, yellow, and black. These are the disease. This is the infection that is happening. Uh, at the beginning of the game, it's going to be seeded, so you'll draw 12 of these dice randomly out of the bag, roll them, uh, and depending on what number is on them, you will place them on those locations. Uh, these dice are not regular dice. They are numbered like a normal die, but each face is going to be differently uh, distributed. So, for example, the red die only has ones and sixes and fours. It has two ones, two sixes, a four, and every die has a plus sign. Now, every die has a different distribution, so basically indicating the disease can really infect in those locations only. So when it gets seeded to the board, oh, this one has a one on it, I'll place that in North America. Oh, this one has a six on it, that goes to South America. So you know where to place them. Um, when you start the game, uh, you can't have any outbreaks happen in similar, which means you can't have more than three dice of one color start in any location. Uh, and you also can't have any of those plus signs and I'll get to what those do later. So you just basically re-roll those until you have a nice beginning setup where there's just a bunch of places that are infected a lot. Uh, and everyone starts in the CDC in Atlanta. So everyone starts in North America. Uh, 
There's also an event deck, which is basically a bunch of good... There are the good things you remember from the original deck, which is, hey, we can use this later to make one quiet night, or I can, you know, make it easier to make a cure later on. Uh, The goal of the game is to cure each of the four diseases, just like in the original game, uh, which you have to basically do a bunch of research and things and then put factors towards that. Uh... Throughout the game, what's going to happen is on your turn, it's a cooperative game, so a player goes, they will roll their dice, and you can roll as many times as you want, you can re-roll as many times as you want, the only thing is there is one face on every single die that everyone has that is a biohazard symbol, and these are the bad ones, so you are really risking it if you are trying to do that. You'll roll all your dice from the get-go, uh, and then you will use the symbols on the dice to determine what you want to do, uh, and again, each player has their own special dice to roll. Uh, They have different varying amounts of distributions of things. Some of them have things that other characters don't have. Uh, The different types of symbols are like planes and boats and syringes and, again, the biohazard symbol, a jar that allows you to do research. They all do different things and they're all... Some characters don't have planes. Some characters uh, don't have as many uh, research. Some characters have way more syringes than other players. So each character kind of feels special to that particular one. For example, the medic has a bunch of syringes uh, and a plane, whereas like the scientist has no plane. They're not going to be traveling a lot, but they can do research more often. They have a more better chance of getting uh, abilities to do research. You can use all of your dice, or you can choose not to use some of your dice. Uh, so, for example, you may be stuck in a situation where you can't use one of them because you're in the wrong location. Essentially, uh, each of the planes and boats tell you how you can move. Boats can move adjacent, so from a 1 to a 2 or from a 1 to a 6. It's cyclical in that respect. Planes, you can just move anywhere. Syringes allow you to remove diseases from the location you're at. Or, uh, and by remove it from where you're at, it goes into the center of that ring that I mentioned earlier, which is what they call the treatment center. Uh, this is good because in the treatment center, you can research those cubes. So if you have any of those jars, you can use those uh, dice with jars on it to research that, take it out, and essentially you're quarantining it in a little jar so you can do research on it later. Uh, Or you can use the syringes to take dice out of the treatment center and put them back into the bag. Uh, Why would you want to do this? Because there's a chance they could come back and harm you if they're in the treatment center. There could be a treatment center outbreak, essentially, which you don't want to happen. Uh, if you can, let's see, I'm trying to do all the orders of things. There's a lot of things that go on in this game. Uh, uh, if when you roll your dice, you have too many biohazards or essentially on that circular ring that's keeping track of things, there's little, uh, two pins in it. One that's keeping track of how many, where you are on the epidemic track. If you go over a certain threshold, you'll cause an epidemic, uh, which means you will take all the dice from the treatment center, plus any additional ones on whatever level you're at, uh, roll those and add them into all those different continents and so it makes things so much worse so you're trying to get things out of that treatment center so that you don't have a bunch of dice all coming out at once uh and also if you ever have more than three dice of the same color going into any one location just as in the original game you cause an outbreak which means those dice will just shift over through prevailing winds or something, I'm not really sure, uh, to the next adjacent uh, country, continent, sorry. Um, And you can only have, I think, eight outbreaks. Once you hit your eighth outbreak, the game ends. If ever, when drawing uh, infections out of the bag, uh, you don't have enough... Uh, dice in the bag you the game ends and you immediately lose 
think those are the only two ways to lose. Um, uh, let's see. At the end of a player's turn, they have the option to roll any of those dice that they've done research on of one color. If they can roll 13 or more, uh, they have cured that disease and a couple of other special things happens, but that's not hugely important. It makes it easier to cure things and things like that. Uh, and then you switch over to the next player's turn at the start of their turn. They're going to add more dice. So they'll reach into that infection bag based on where they are on the epidemic level. It's usually like three or four dice coming out of the bag. Roll them and add them to the board. Uh, as I mentioned, there are plus signs on some of those infection dice. If they ever do come up as plus signs after the initial setup, they get placed in like a little CDC center, uh, which basically they turn into... I guess, money or resources for you to use those event uh, cards that came out in the event deck. So some of those cards cost like three plus signs. Some of them cost two. I think they're actually called crosses, but to me, they're plus signs. It sounds weird to call them crosses. <laughs> uh, so they do things like, you know, oh, let's let's all communally decide, oh, let's spend those three so that we can skip the infection uh Thing. Or let's spend one so that we can re-roll a player dire that has a biohazard symbol on it. Or we'll do it so that we can uh, do forecasting. So before rolling uh, for the infection region step, we can set two of the dice to the plus sign symbol. So basically you're all kind of going, mm, I think we should use it now. Or no, we should save it. Or actually we should spend it now because there's very little left in the bag and it would help put more things back into the bag. It's a lot of uh, communal decisions of, oh, what, what would be the best thing to do? Uh, and that's pretty much how the game uh, pans out. Uh, as I mentioned before, the game ends once you've either cured all diseases or you've died uh, or f essentially <laughs> failed. I guess you don't die in this case. Uh, but that is mostly it. There's a lot of intricacies in there, and I feel like I probably missed something. If if I did, <laughs> Chuck, did you notice anything? I did not. There's a lot going on in this little game, but it does make sense when she gets started. So I think that's broad. That's if we yeah. did, I think basically it, if you've played the original <laughs> pandemic, it's that, but with special dice and that's about it. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty much, that's pretty much it. <laughs> it is. Yeah. It's, it's very, it's very, uh, compre or very, um, aligns very heavily towards that. So it's just, a lot of things are simplified. You'll recognize all, a lot of the aspects of this game and the features and the mechanisms. It's just going to be in dice instead. So it's just, it's very intuitive. I would say, even if you haven't played pandemic, it's pretty easy to understand the course of things. The visual design of this is designed really well, that it's, it's clear on what you should be doing and how you should be doing it. Except for the one thing that we did wrong when, when we played last, which is, oh, yes. Um, using a syringe to clear from uh, quarantine, clear um, or what's it called? What's the middle area called? The treatment it's, center. Uh, when you, treatment I center, had yes. when I when I was teaching this to you and uh, another friend, uh, I had I totally forget because it's been a while since I've played. Uh, I thought, oh yeah, when you use the syringe from the treatment center, you would get rid of all of that color from the treatment center. It is not that nice. That's only true if you've cured the disease yeah, already. I would say it's not uh, untrue, but there is a caveat <laughs> to that. There's a caveat it's, to that. <laughs> yeah, you have to cure the disease first, then you can clear all of that one color from there. And that's very that's similar to original pandemic as well. Once you cure a disease, um, you can clear it from an area out in one fell swoop. So, but I, yeah, when we started doing that, I was like, man, that's overpowered. That's really powerful. I didn't think overpowered. I, think I thought we Whoa. only did it like two times, maybe. Yeah, it, well, we ended yeah. up losing the game, too, which is funny, um, <laughs> because this game is – I really enjoyed this game, and it's I, – I love any time that they can um, 
just dice games like this that have a lot of, have strategy to it for sure but it's just fun to roll dice around and and uh follow uh you know the, the luck of that i always love yahtzee based game structures but this one's really fun because it really does feel light pandemic pandemic doesn't feel heavy but it can get tense this this can get tense but not nearly the same way and i remember the whole time up until we lost i'm thinking this game's really easy <laughs> this game's so light this game is this game's kind of lightweight and then we lost and i was like yeah. oh whoops <laughs> so uh it's interesting too because i feel like and i haven't played it much i've only played it the one time so i can't really say too much but it definitely feels like that loss sneaks up on you maybe that's just the one situation that we were in but compared to pandemic uh, the base game, the original game, you can kind of see it not coming, but you can sort of know. I don't know, a little see it coming a little bit more. I guess is my point. But uh, it's not a bad thing. It's just different. This plays a little differently and differently enough that I could definitely see having both both of these games for sure. But anyway, the, it just felt a little bit um, surprising. And maybe that was maybe that was just because I wasn't paying attention <laughs> as I should have. <laughs> but honestly. Uh, I've played this game a number of times, and th- it did. This one kind of crept up, but I kind of saw it coming. We were pushing the limit near the end there. We cured right. three of the diseases pretty quickly. I'm going to be honest. With the three of them, we did very quickly. Then it just took us a while to kind of get the last disease cured, and we kind of had one person that had all the disease cubes. I didn't mention this, but you can – transfer any diseases that you've researched uh you can only give them you can't take them uh, i believe in the original game it was a complex yeah, you, you could give take, and yeah. take but you had to be in the same location as the th- card that you were giving which is one of the things i always hated about the original game it's like yeah, god that's really hard it's really it's- difficult because it's a giant map and it's just like oh are we like and that is an interesting thing about it, but I kind of like – this. one of the reasons I like Pandemic the Cure is there's only six locations. So it's not about can we get everybody in the same location. You usually can get people into the same location. It's do I really want to waste my actions to do so? Is it – am I the one that's going to be researching blue or am I the, just the one that's going to be, you know – taking all of the the blue dice when people give them to me and I'm going to be the one rolling it. We had one player they just they just couldn't roll the the 13 I think they started with like four blue dice and they rolled them right, and they didn't right. they didn't get anything. And then I went on another round and like I was able to get we weren't able to give him any you researched a blue die but you weren't able to get to him uh in yeah, time because yeah. you just could you just didn't have the motion to do it and we were too worried about outbreaks so we we're trying to put out fires everywhere. And so he just had another roll, and he didn't do it. And then another go around, and I, I think <laughs> I gave him so one additional dice. die, and he got an so additional die dice. before his turn ended. And he still, he still didn't roll the thirteen needed. <laughs> and then by the time, like, so it was, it was one of those things where it's just we just had a little bit of bad luck right at the end, and it, it, it took us down quick because. Uh, it it builds up. If it's it's hard to get everywhere that you need to go sometimes, and oh god, if 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 you have two players in in our particular game, we had two players that only could travel by boat, which makes it so much harder to take care of things that are needed when you need to get there. So yeah, it yeah. it it was it 
it definitely crept up on us, but I've definitely had games where it's just like, this is going bad from the get-go. Because I think, <laughs> honestly, when I got this game, I think I played it like seven times in a row. And I was very frustrated because we had not won a single game. It was beating up both me and my wife. We're like, God, this, how is this happening? I guess we either had really bad luck on the rolls or something. And then after that, my wife was like, I'm sick of it. I can't do it. I'm like, no, I'm beating this. So I just like played it solo. Probably like three or four times, and I, I finally won it. I'm like, okay, okay, it can be done. <laughs> it is possible. But I, I really, I, I really like the game. Partly because, I mean, if I'm willing to play a game solo, I, I probably really like the game as well. I don't often play right. games solo. This one I'm totally willing to do that with, so I, I like that. Yeah, yeah, I really liked it too. This was great. This definitely captures the tension of Pandemic with the fun lightheartedness of rolling dice. But like you said, it, there is some tension here for sure. I definitely want to play this again because my, my initial read was, oh, this is easier than I expected it to be. <laughs> but but then once again, we lost, so I can't keep saying that. But um, but yeah, that that was just – and that humor that always exists in dice games of that one player who just – like it happened to us where Sean could not roll for the life of him, and he had so many dice, uh, what we needed. And, and you know, there's – there's really not much you can do there, I guess. I mean, you could someone someone else could try to take the mantle and do that, but um, but yeah, the slight little differences make it really interesting. The fact that you can't uh, take something from someone on their turn and you still have to be in the same place to give something to someone on their turn. It's not a huge board. There's not that many locations, but that is still something that was holding us up. So it is something that to have a workaround. So that is a you know not just a simple easy thing to do. Um, yeah, I really, I really like this game. I, I, uh, I would, I would love to play this again. <laughs> I think it fits well too for, cause it plays up to five, right? I believe so. Yes. Yeah. Which is an, another nice thing because Pantem- pandemic only plays four. Um, there is the on the brink expansion you can get. And I think, uh, I'm trying to remember, I never played that one with a five, but I think that's only five if you have a trader in the midst and i don't know why you would want to do that to make this game harder <laughs> than it is but um uh but anyway so that's really nice too because the pandemic games are great but they are that four player limit um and i've run into that before with wanting to play with a group of five and not being able to although i've heard of people uh house ruling stuff in but anyway um yeah all right let's what else can we say about this game i guess we can get right into uh taking it out uh out and about or you know in the future when that is possible or just yeah. to your table tabletop at home and playing games over dinner. That's what our podcast should be now is just uh, playing games over dinner or drinks at uh, your own house and what that's going to be like. <laughs> um, so in the uh, on the board or on the table, I should say, are uh, going to be several locations. There's the middle ring, which is, um, I don't know, about the size of a tea plate, uh, a tea saucer. And that is going to be the... How many people own tea saucers? (laughs) (laughs) Not not a lot, but that's a point of reference. I feel like you've seen one. (laughs) Seen one around. It's about the size of a Renaissance uh, coverall... Uh, for formal attire, <laughs> a traditional China plate from the <laughs> Mao <laughs> century, uh, or the Tao Dynasty. Uh, but yeah, you know, tea, tea, tea saucer size, uh, and that's the treatment center. I always forget what it's called. Is that right? Uh, yes, the treatment center. Yeah, treatment center. All right, so that is in the middle, and that is mostly um, going. That's going to be keeping track of things, outbreaks. Um, 
and uh, what's the other thing to keep track of? The the infection. epidemic level, I think, is what it's called. I can't remember something something of that sort. The infection. Yeah. Oh, rate. infection infection rate, yeah. outbreaks and infection rate, and then you're also going to have be throwing dice in there as you need as you treat them um, uh, for a variety of reasons, and then around that is going there's going to be six. Um, Tiny little discs. I'd say the size of a small scone, or uh, <laughs> or I a don't wide, know a, a uh, wide biscuit, maybe. Uh. A wide, yes, there you go. A Kentucky Fried Chicken <laughs> biscuit, approximately uh, in diameter. And there's going to be six of those, and those represent the areas of the world where diseases are going to be popping up. And on those, you're going to be placing your little player meeple and uh, dice. Dice are going to be popping up there. So that's. Uh, going to be in the center of the board where everyone can see it and grab it and uh, is visible, obviously, as well. The rest, the other thing you're going to have is in front of you, you're going to have your player character. And uh, that's just a little card size card. And then the rest of the table is going to Wait, be somewhere. What kind of what what size of card? A card size card? Card size card? Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> I'd say it's about card size, this card. You know, give or take. Give or take uh, a card. <laughs> give or take a card. Uh, you're gonna then you're gonna have the dice that you're actually going to be rolling, and those dice are coming out of the bag. There's gonna be um, um, how many dice are do you have to start? I'm trying to remember how that works. You have uh, your own set of dice. Yeah, right? you have and your own you, set of dice. So you have your own set of five dice, unless you're that one okay, character five with dice. seven. Uh, yeah. Um, all right, so you have your own set of five, and that's what you're going to roll on your turn. And then you're also going to be um, – uh, yeah, well, that's that's the extra. So you're going to have five dice that you're going to roll on your turn that's in front of you. The other dice are going to be coming out from the uh, infection bag or disease bag, whatever it is. And those are going to be rolled at the end of each turn, depending on what the infection rate is, and placed on the scone or biscuit discs. And so that will just be on top of whatever is already there. Um, like the only other thing that is like Alex was saying before is that you can um, capture or uh, quarantine, I guess, or treat diseases. Research as you're rolling diseases. dice. Yeah, it, you can pull them off the main board or the treatment center um, if you have the vial or yeah, is it a vial or a jar? It's a jar. It's a jar um, or something. I don't know. Pull them into your area, and basically you are in the midst of researching them or treating them, and so. Uh, that will add a little bit more in front of you. But anyway, it's just a few more dice, and you can arrange them in any way you want. So really, it's very mobile and not a lot of not a lot of issues with table space. The typical setup is to have the uh, treatment center in the middle and then have all of the locations around it. But you could fudge that or make it fit kind of around the table as necessary. Um, oh, I guess there's one more card with the uh, that keeps track of which diseases have been treated. But that's, once again, just another card to put around somewhere. Um but yeah, so very, very, very easy to take this out or put it, in, play it around food or drink you know, while you're eating or drinking, because it's just, uh, it's very, I don't know, it's very modifiable. Yeah, I, I feel like most dice games work pretty well because again, you don't have like a handful of cards or anything, so you're not, you, your hands are kind of free to do things, yeah. and it, as you said, you can kind of move things around as need be. I've, I've taken this out a few times. It works really well, honestly. Yeah, 
Yeah, I could see that totally. And also the um, the table talk, the vibe of this game is like like most dice games. Once again, it's it's great. There's a lot of communication across the table, of course, be, just because it is a co-op game. But also, it's just fun to roll these dice and see them pop up and the luck of the draw as they're coming out from the infection bag and um, people are trying to roll their own dice. The um, other thing that was really interesting as a side note here, I guess I'll go back a bit, but is that you can roll your dice as many times as you want. That was really interesting and created this really fun dynamic, which also adds to the uh, table vibe because of the fact that you could keep rolling it permanently until you hit outbreaks <laughs> that your uh, infections um, that you uh, have to lock in the dice. But um, there's a lot of the push the pusher luck here in a really good way. And that part, you definitely control how much luck you want to push for. Uh, on your own turn. So I really like that sense of the of the turn where it also, I think, offsets the quarterbacking um, that allows you to, you know, I'm sure you'll get advice, but you could definitely say, nope, I really want to go for this. I'm going to risk it and then roll however many times and keep rolling until you either have to stop or you get to your goal or you're done risking, risking it. So there's more, I think, a little bit more autonomy. Pandemic typically suffers from it, it, I don't know it has the potential to really suffer from quarterbacking mainly because you do have just a set of cards and there are some it's very clear what actions you can or cannot do and um, this this offsets it a little bit I think so I like that a lot yeah I, I, I with the quarterbacking idea and I'm glad you brought it up in the original pandemic I think quarterbacking was probably a bit more prevalent the only because yeah. the thing is with quarterbacking it only really works if you know exactly what's going to happen. And since you don't always know what's going to happen with the infection deck or the the I don't know, the card draw deck, I can't remember what the act, the other deck was called. <clears throat> you know, it's there's only so much quarterbacking you can do, but you can do a lot of good quarterbacking. It's like, okay, I see that's over here, I see that's over here. With this game, since it's rolling dice, you never really know. You can make a good judgment about, ooh, I think there's a lot more yellow left in the bag, or maybe there isn't. We're probably going to see more of that. So it's, it, and if if that does come out, it could go in any three different locations, and it's just it's a lot tougher. And even rolling your own dice, you in the original game, it's like, oh yeah, you can do what you want because nothing is limiting you other than you know how far things are away from you. Whereas this game, right. you know, if, if if you're like, oh, as long as you can move over, if you roll your dice and you don't get any movement, you are stuck and you might have to risk rolling your dice again. You might accidentally roll three biohazards, which I have done in games before, and it just <laughs> everything goes way out of whack. So right. it's a lot harder to quarterback. This game is a lot more of how much do you want to risk, and I, I like that. Um, rather than, yeah. you know, it it's harder to say, well, you should do this, and more of, well, you could do this. What do you want to do? I, I'm, I'm sure I yeah. told you that a number of times the last time we played. You're like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to reroll that? No, that's up to you, man. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I absolutely. It's it's more suggestion. You can you can't know, so it's it takes that out a lot. So I re I like that, and that also adds to the lighthearted vibe of this compared to the other one um, as well. So yeah, high marks there for for table. Uh, table talk and and, and uh, table talk or table vibe with this one. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's see. Um, the otherwise, I guess we could say the art is really very basic. It's very minimal, but it's well done. The color choice is uh, very pulls directly kind of from original Pandemic in yep. that blue and green, um, and then all the dice are similar to the original Pandemic 
um, colors as well. So that's all familiar. Um, the event cards look exactly the same, pretty much, except for the cost of them. But uh, yeah, so other than that, I think it's great for the table talk. All right, let's or for table and uh, looks great on your table. Okay, so would your mom like this game? Gosh, I bet your mom would actually have fun with this game. I don't know if she. I don't know because this is Yahtzee-ish, but I don't. I can't tell if there's just too much going on here or if she would get into it. I feel like she would like it if she gave it a chance. I don't think. I think there is too much going on. I. I. She definitely loves dice. Uh, mm-hmm. But I don't – there's, I think, way too much decision-making going on in this game for her liking. I mean, she likes right. she likes some decisions, but, like, very simple, easy decisions, not, okay, should I roll this or that might go up, but if I do that, that might go up, but if I don't do that, this bad thing is going <laughs> to happen. And I don't know. There's, there's a lot of bad decisions that have to be made, tough decisions that have to be made. Yeah. And I, I don't think she'd like that. that would, it's too stressful for her. She wants a bit more relaxing game than that she doesn't mind some stress but it's got to be like entertaining light-hearted stress where this is a bit more of everything's going bad what have i done wrong why did i do that uh type of stress which i don't think she'd like so no i don't think she would although i can see why you think she might yeah well give it a shot mrs cruzy i think you might like it (laughs) (laughs) i would say if there's any game that would be like if she's ever ready for the next step up of games this would be a great one to offer because it does have a lot of that up and more advanced game strategy but still has a lot of of those core dice rolling fun elements to it um but i can see what you're saying for sure all right let's see who is this game not for um i guess if you're someone who really has trouble with dice and the luck element in a game and finds it extremely annoying this could probably be a hang-up for you like you said you had a real tough time getting into this game originally and getting a win here but I, it took uh, me a while, but I still loved it every minute. <laughs> right. <laughs> there's something about that. Yeah, there's something about rolling dice that's just addicting almost. Um, so, yeah, it, it's a soft, you know, detriment to this one is is if you're someone who has a hang-up about dice. But some people really, really don't like the luck of uh, luck of the draw of that stuff. So uh, I, that's really the only thing. Because this definitely has a lot of the pandemic design elements that, that are there. It's still very much a slimmed-down version, but a very much well-designed game that's very satisfying to play. It's fun to play. It's fun to play with a group of people. And um, I, I just feel like there's not many other marks against it, really. Yeah, I mean... Uh, like uh, the color blue. As I, <laughs> as I said earlier, I like this game better than the original pandemic so like if i'm gonna choose one to play i am playing this one i like it so much better um i it's i feel like it's more interesting whereas the original pandemic it's great i feel it's a a lot more planny than this game this game can this game can swing you don't know what's gonna happen whereas the other game it's like yeah, we we know it's we know it's in the deck. We know it's coming out there. We're just hoping it doesn't show up, type of a thing. Whereas this is like every single second is just like I, I don't know. I mean, it could turn at any moment. I think we're doing good. Ah! Yeah. So I, I I like that more. So this is I, I like it. And if yeah. if you if you think you like it and you've played it, uh, there is also an expansion to this game called uh, Pandemic: The Cure Experimental Meds. Uh, which adds, I think, probably it doubles the amount of characters, I think plus one. So you have additional characters that you can play as, uh, and also adds two additional type of modes that you can play with. Uh, One adds another type of infection, a purple die to it, which 
kind of changes how it's played. It's the purple dice are added to the bag, and there's uh, you get new locations, so you know where the purple dice go essentially. Uh, but there are different faces on them. There's a two face, a four face, a five face, and that plus sign face. But there's also a negative one face and a times two phase, which the negative one phase, when it gets rolled, it rem- you'll remove a die from the bag and put it into the box, thus making your timeline shorter. Uh, and the times two just has you draw another one and add it to the to the board, and you'll re-roll that bag, or that, that die. So it's possible when you re-roll it, you'll get another times two or a negative one. So it's, it's an infection that makes other infections come out easier. Although it does make it easier to cure, because that times two will double whatever uh, the end score is. So, although the negative one does take away things. It's, it makes it harder and maybe easier, but it, if you <laughs> want more of a challenge, you can definitely get it there. Uh, and then there's also special dice for a, a hot zones challenge, and I know less about how this works. I've actually never played with any of the extra dice, the extra characters I've played with. The Hot Zones Challenge adds these green dice to the uh, infection track, and once you pass it, you'll be adding this dice to things, to to different locations, and those different locations you kind of have to worry about. So, like, you can have an uh, evacuation or an isolation ward or hazardous samples and things like that, and they all do their own weird things that you have to also take care of. Um, I I think it's, I, from what I've seen when I was looking into it, um, it takes, uh, it's a little bit less intense than the uh, purple infection, so it just adds a little bit more flavor. Uh, I, 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 If I was going to add one to the game to just kind of take it up just a little bit of a notch, I'd probably go with the Hot Zones one. Uh, and then if I was really... I mean, I love the color purple, and that's the other color of infection. So I'd want to add that one just because it would make me think of grape uh, Kool-Aid, but... Uh, no, I, I'd probably add the Hot Zones one. But I, I, I'm definitely looking forward to playing with those, but I really like the extra characters. It makes makes choosing what you want to be even more interesting. So so if you, if you really like Pandemic the Cure, there's more to it uh, than what's there. Just like if you really like Pandemic, there's way too many options for you to play on that one. Right. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Matt, Matt Leacock definitely made a career out of one game i mean he's designed other games but but he has definitely made and they're good games don't get me wrong he's not just phoning them in but there are an overwhelming amount of pandemic games out there but uh, this one is great um all right guys well that is it for pandemic the cure definitely go check this one out i think it's a great game um in general but also for right now i i think a lot of us if you're not playing virtually you are playing at home or just when you have a moment and this one is short enough to be able to just like sort of pick up and get it played but um satisfying enough and even though it is technically dealing with a very uh real issue right now it is a light game and a fun game and will definitely help take your mind off things um as you uh, exist in our modern world <laughs> for the moment <laughs> Um, but anyway, we'd love to hear what you guys think about anything and specifically this game, what you're playing as well. Let us know. You can let us know through, um, chit, or <laughs> you can let us know through chit and chat, chit and chat. Our call is Twitter and, uh, <laughs> you can let us know through Twitter and Instagram and our name on both of those is chits and chat. You can also go to our podcast hosting page, eavesdrop.com, go down to the chits and chat page and fill out our comment form. And we'd love to hear from you all. We hope you're all doing well and getting some games played. Like we said, to take your mind off things, I do have a slogan today. A yes! catchphrase. 
Thankfully, actually, my wife does. I should give her credit. I don't know why I find these hard to come up with, but she's very good at it. <laughs> and so she's helping me. So if it's good, it's mine. If it's bad, it's all Shelly. <laughs> Here's a bad one. G is for game. <laughs> she just texted me that. That's, that's it? That's the whole thing? G no, is for yeah, game. That's it. That's it. That, that one could be. That, that needs to Wait go back minute. to workshop. I, th- I thought you said yours were the bad ones. <laughs> <laughs> no, her. I'm bad at it, but I'm the one who's uh, taking when, all the credit. When so, would you uh, use I'm this catchphrase? I realize there's a lot of catchphrases that you would never use that we've done before. This one, I think, is the least likely to be used ever. Is this when someone's <laughs> spelling something like, oh, uh, that's, you know, Rogerson. R-O-G <laughs> is for game. G is for game. <laughs> I think it's like uh, that uh, way when someone says, hey, and you're like, hey, is for horses. <laughs> you can be like, well, G. G well, is G. for game. G is for game. Oh, goodness. <laughs> oh, gosh. Because okay. so many people are saying G. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah I'm, I'm bringing it back. I'm going to start bringing it back. <laughs> bringing it back. G whiz, right. guys. Who wants to play a game? <laughs> Golly, G. There's all sorts of ways you can use G. <sighs> yep. I stand by it. All right, stand by you it. stand by that. All right. Well, we didn't start off strong with that one, but I stand by it. All okay. right, guys. Well, uh, I will get. It will get better. I promise. <laughs> but until the next episode, thank you so much for listening, and we'll catch you on the next one. Bye. <laughs>